Well, good morning, Cross Point Church. How's everybody doing this morning? Everybody doing well? Hey, can we give it up for our worship team this morning? I tell you, I don't know about you, but it is so encouraging for me to, to just, in, in my time of preparation uh, and, and just prayer time and, and worship time before coming up here before you guys, it is just so important to to be just sort of led into the presence of God. And, and, and I'll tell you, our worship team, they just they do so much to prepare each and every week to, to just bring us a, a worship service that is one of just excellence. And, and I just appreciate so much all that they do. Hey, uh, before we dive into the Word this morning, I, uh, I, I want to just say what a great day we had yesterday landscaping uh, the grounds. Amen? What a great day. And I know... I know not all of you are here, but it was a it was a or there, but it was a wonderful time, and I just want to say thank you to those that did show up. We landscaped the entire property in two hours. Could we just say? Could we just praise Jesus for that? I know some of us as staff, we were wondering, you know, what if nobody shows up? And I said, well, we'll be there for about four days, you know, planting trees and and shrubs. But you guys showed up, and and I'll tell you, it was just a. It was a fun time for the church, and, and I, I know a lot of you had to work in different things. Uh, maybe you were out of town, but uh, I just want to say thank you for those that did uh, was able to come out and just be a part of that. It was a great time for us. Uh, also, if you're a guest here with us today, we're glad that you're here. Uh, we always enjoy meeting new people and making new friends, and so if you're here visiting with us today, we're excited that you're here and uh, excited to just walk through God's Word with you this morning as we continue in our series that we call Simplify. We've been talking about over the last few weeks the, the need to really simplify our lives and to, to focus on what's important. And in that, in doing that, we, we find peace. And so we've been sort of marching through God's Word and, and, and really trying to, to discover ways that are things that contribute to us having peace in our life. And I know that we have... Uh, over the last couple of weeks, just acknowledge the need for peace in our life. And so we're going to continue that this morning as we dive into God's Word together. But it's good to see you here this morning. Let's pray, and then we're going to open up God's Word together. Pray with me, if you will. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, Lord, we do thank you for, Lord, just the opportunity we have to come in here and worship with you each and every Sunday. Uh, Lord, as we gather in this place, God, your people, Lord, just worshiping you, lifting up our voices in song and adoration and praise and thanksgiving. Lord, we just honor you today. And God, we're thankful for a, a worship team that can come each and every week and just lead us into that place of, of just worship and adoration, God. Lord, we're thankful that we have been brought here by your presence, by you drawing us unto ourselves. And God, we thank you for what you have accomplished in this place, Lord. Lord, we never get tired of hearing the, the stories, of hearing the testimonies of how you are working in people's lives. And God, it, it's just so encouraging to know, Lord, that you continue to work each and every day. God, revealing to us more about who you are and God, what you're doing in our life. And Lord, we give you uh, praise. We give you glory for the things that we experience in our faith. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for the opportunity we have to dive into your word this morning, to, to discover the truths, God, that help us to understand how we can have peace in our life and not worry and not anxiety and not 
stress, but God, we can, we can find ourselves really trusting in you and believing in you and knowing, God, that you care so deeply for us. And God, that you're there always. Lord, we love you so much and we praise you. And uh, God, now as we dive into your word, I pray, Father, that you would speak deeply into our hearts. Lord, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me start off this morning by asking you this. Does the word weary ever describe your life? Does the word weary ever describe your life? The word weary, it, it literally means exhausted or, 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 or just tired, beat. I mean, it's, it's one of those words that we probably don't use a lot in our vocabulary, but it's often found in Scripture, and it's, it's a word that, that describes oftentimes exactly how we feel, because so often we walk into the house at the end of the day, and we just feel like we can't, if we sit down, we're, just going, we're out, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that is a reality in our world today, us finding ourselves weary and tired and exhausted is really a reality to our lives. Not to mention all the unexpected things that just sort of spring in, up in our life that, that lend itself to us not having peace or, or feeling even more weary than ever before. I want to I go to Genesis chapter 2 for just a moment before we go to the text that we're going to be looking at this morning because I think there is something very interesting in Genesis 2-2 that, that I want us to see here before, and, and sort of use this as a springboard into the message this morning. But in Genesis 2, verse 2, it says this. It says, And on the seventh day, God finished His work that He had done, and it says that He rested on the seventh day from all His work that He had done. I think it's very interesting that we see that God rested, that we see these words where after all this work of creating the heavens and the earth, and I don't know about you, but that's probably a little bit bigger day than I've ever had, right? Or bigger week. But, but after all of that, after creating the, the heavens and the earth, we read here in the scriptures that he rested. Now, I want you to, I want you to think about this. Have you ever thought about why God rested. Have you ever thought about that? You know, I look at this and, and I really don't believe it's because he was tired. Because after all, God is known for his, his limitless and infinite power. He's known and we see the scriptures describe him as, as this almighty God that is capable of all things. And he has unlimited power and ability. And so as I look at that, I wonder why it is that God would have to rest. I mean, and we begin to realize that what he is doing is he is setting for us as an example to all of humanity the need to rest when we grow weary, when we work, and even when we battle sin. It's one of these things that as we look at this passage, we begin to realize the need for rest in our life. It's, it's such a huge reminder of the need to rest in our life. 
You know, when we think of rest, maybe for most of us here today, we think of getting a little more sleep than what we've had in the last few days, or we think about just going and just get, going out to the lake and just chilling or something to just get away from all the work that we have to do. We think about just taking a little R&R, but what we begin to realize is that when we're talking about rest, the way the scriptures define rest, it's really speaking of a physical and a spiritual restoration of our life. And that's what we're going to be looking at as we dive into the text this morning. We're going to be, begin to understand that it has more to do than just getting our beauty sleep, right? I need a lot of that, and I just don't get enough. That's obvious. But this morning, as we discover rest, as we look into the Scriptures and understand what rest should mean to us, we begin to realize that this has a whole lot to do, a whole lot more to do than just simply getting away and sitting in our lazy boy and recovering from a day's work, that it has a lot to do with the restoration of our souls spiritually, both physical and spiritual. And so this morning, the message is titled Discovering Rest. We're looking at Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. This is a passage of scripture that we used last week as we, as we sort of uh, was walking through what it means to be devoted to Christ Jesus. But today we're going to drill down a little bit deeper in this passage of Scripture. Now, when we look at, at Matthew 11, this is really an interesting chapter to me. We're studying here the, the life of Jesus. We're seeing Him carry out His ministry. And one of the things that we notice in Matthew 11 at the onset is this, this story or this account of John the Baptist, and we're going to sort of dive into this, but we, we realize that John begins to have doubts about who Jesus is, and, and, and Jesus is going to address this in, in this passage, but, but we see this, and then next we begin to see, as, we, as, he's, as Jesus is talking about John the Baptist, he begins to notice and speak of the hypocrisy that seems to be all around him, and he begins to speak of the wickedness that is in all of the cities that he is sort of gone to. And so Jesus is making all of these observations as he is going from city to city and he's taking note of, of where people are, what their standing in life is. And one of the things that we begin to realize is that Jesus is surrounded by those who have grown tired and weary. Jesus begins to notice that, 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 that all around him, people are seeking that place where they can run to and find peace. And one of the things that we notice is that as we read through Scripture, and we obviously couldn't handle it all in just a few minutes here together this morning, but one of the things that we realize in Scripture, starting with Genesis and going all the way to Revelation, is the reality that rest contributes to us having peace. And so Jesus has walked through talking about all of this stuff in Matthew 11, and then he says these words. These words that we looked at last week and we're going to dive into this morning. Read this with me, if you will. Jesus says in Matthew 11, verse 28, he says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy burdened or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says in verse 29, Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, 
and my burden is light. And so this is the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is, this is Jesus taking note that people are weary, that people are tired, that people are exhausted, and that people are, are dealing with stuff that is leading or contributing to them being weary. And then Jesus says the most comfortable or comforting words that we see in this passage. He says, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Rest. Most of us in this room, most of us in this room feel the pressures of life almost on a daily basis. Most of us feel the pressures of life in our workplace. As we go to work, we're, we're always dealing with deadlines and things that must be done and, and running behind more than we're ahead of the game, living our life in the workplace very reactively instead of proactively, and all of that sort of contributes to the lack of peace in our life and the exhaustion in our life, and many times we carry that home, and, and, and it's there in the home that we begin to realize that our finances are, are in critical state, and that begins to contribute to the anxiety in our life, and I know that many of you may be working two jobs or even three jobs just to make ends meet. And then there's the marriage, right? There's the marriage. And there's always that conflict and that rub that all of those other things contribute to the marriage. And, and, and then there's the fighting and the bickering that may take place in our marriages. And I know some of you are looking at me like, that never happens in my home. And I would say, you are not telling the truth. But the reality is we have all these things contributing to the lack of peace in our life and the anxiety in our life. And even, even things like parenting and, and dealing with the children in our life. And as much as we love them, sometimes there's just so many things that happen in our life that adds to the stress and adds to the burden and life begins to feel overbearing and life begins to feel as though we just can't handle it. Jesus knows exactly how we feel. And Jesus would say to us, then come to me. Jesus would say to us this morning, then if that's you, if you feel this way, if, if your life is, is defined by weariness and tiredness and exhaustion, then Jesus would say to us this morning, then come to me. And what Jesus promises us is he says to us, to every one of us here today, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. That's something I can't provide for you. That's something our, our worship team can't provide for you. That's something our, our pastors and our ministers and, and our staff can't provide for you. The kind of rest that Jesus can give you. The kind of rest that not just offers you a, a, a little uh, of, uh, of, a, of a, a relief physically, but it deals with you spiritually. And so we look into this text. We see these comforting words where Jesus says, I will give you rest. All of these things I mentioned earlier, they put such a strain on our faith, just as it did with John the Baptist. That's why he was feeling the doubt that he was feeling. You see, on the onset of Matthew 11, we see where John the Baptist has been arrested. He's been arrested and he's, he, he's now facing the uncertainty of his life. He pretty much knows his life is, is over. And as he begins to get anxious over his predicament, as he begins to stress over 
where he finds himself, he begins to come to a place where he begins to even doubt if Jesus is the one. And remember, John the Baptist is the one. His whole calling on his life was to proclaim the coming of the Christ, the coming of the Messiah. And so here's a man who even identified Jesus as the Son of God, who is now sending word by his disciples to go and meet with Jesus and ask Jesus, are you the one or is there somebody else coming? He begins to doubt his own faith. He begins to doubt whether Jesus is the one. No doubt there was an absence of peace in John the Baptist's life. So let's let's look at this passage and let's see what it is that that Jesus is saying to us. Let's, Let's try to understand exactly what these few short verses are trying to teach us as we think about needing rest in our life. Jesus starts out by saying this. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Now, Jesus here is describing really two different groups. As we read this, we see that the first group is those who labor. He says, come to me, all who labor. And here he's describing Really what we probably think of more than anything else, just being worn out from our efforts, the things that we do, the work that we have to do on a daily basis. And so Jesus certainly includes this group. He says, if you're exhausted, if you're tired, if you're weary because of the things that you have to do, in other words, the, 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 the labor that you are, uh, are producing in your life, then Come to me. And then the other group that he describes here is those who are heavy laden. And what's really interesting about this is that he is describing those that are under pressure. Those that are under pressure. And so it's sort of a different thing. One is the physical exhaustion that we have uh, in doing work and, and the efforts that we have. But the other one comes from really the pressures of life. Or we could also say the pressure that we feel in just our battle with sin. And so Jesus is saying whether or not you're just weary from the work in your life or whether you're weary from struggling with sin in your life, if you feel the pressure of all of that, whatever it is, Jesus promises us that he can offer rest. And so he's speaking to really all of us. He's speaking to every single one of us in this room. Now there are really two things that I hope that that as we look into the passage today that we can can take away with us today, that we can learn from. And I want us to look at these today. These two things, these two truths that that we need to understand if we're going to discover rest. And number one is this, is that we will never find true rest on our own. We will never find true rest on our own. That's what Jesus is teaching here. Notice what he says. He says, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon me, upon you, and learn, he says, from me. And so Jesus is saying something very important to us here. Jesus is revealing something that we all need to know here when he says these words. Jesus says, I can give you rest. You won't rest. If you need rest, he says, Come to me. Stop trying to do it on your own. He says, come to me. What he says is, why do you keep doing this all by yourself when you can take my yoke upon you and my yoke will help you? 
Now, here's the thing that we need to understand. That typically when we think of a yoke being placed upon us, we, we may think of something along the lines of bondage. You know, we think of the yoke. The yoke. Uh, we think of this heavy wooden object that sort of binds two oxen together to pull a cart. And so we look at that situation. If that's what we have in mind, when we think of the yoke that Jesus is describing, we may say to ourselves, I don't want that. that just, that's just more labor to be strapped to another ox and be pulling the weight of the cart. But you see, when I look at this, I don't see bondage at all. What I see is I see partnership with Jesus. Because what Jesus is describing here is being yoked unto himself, being bound to Christ, that we have hope in Christ Jesus through salvation, but we also find strength and we find peace and we find even rest in allowing Jesus to come into our life as we come to him and as we are bound together with him, he is helping us to pull the weight. And it's such a beautiful thing that Jesus is saying here. Jesus isn't talking about putting some heavy wooden object around our necks. He's talking about, I will be there with you. And it's such a beautiful imagery that we see here as we look at this. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. We will never find rest when we try to do it on our own. Not the kind of rest that we need. Not the kind of rest that restores us physically and spiritually. And this is what Jesus is speaking of here. For the Christian, our ultimate rest comes when we cast our cares upon him because he is the one who cares most deeply for us. Let me show you another verse here this morning. 1 Peter 5 Verses 6 and 7. I love this. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7 says this. It says, humble yourselves. And you know, I think about that, that word, humble yourselves. You know, when, when Jesus says, come to me, that's exactly what we must do, is humble ourselves. We must, we must acknowledge that we need him. We must acknowledge that we have nowhere else to go. When we humble ourselves, when we come to him, he promises to give us rest. And now we see here in 1 Peter 5, 6, he says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. I love that, the mighty hand of God, revealing to us the strength that can be found in God, the mighty hand of God, it says here. And then he says this, it says, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Now look at verse 7. Casting all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Let me ask you a question this morning. How many of you believe that Jesus cares about you? this morning how many of you really believe that that jesus cares for you if we believe that jesus cares for us if we believe that jesus cares for us deeply that he is concerned for our welfare if we believe that then why would we try to do it on our own why would we not cast our anxieties upon him why would we not lay it at the feet of the cross why would we not trust jesus to help us why would we not partner with jesus in this thing that we call life, which seems to be so hard so often. Why would we not do that? Jesus says, come to me, and I will give you rest. Augustine, he once prayed this prayer. He says, God, 
You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. We will always be searching for rest if we're looking anywhere else other than Christ. We will always be looking for rest if we look anywhere other than Christ. The second thing, number two, that I want to give you here this morning is this. Trust, uh, true rest leads to a dip, deeper spiritual rest for our souls. Let me say that again. True rest leads to a deeper spiritual rest of our souls. I said it earlier already that it doesn't just meet the physical. It doesn't just take care of the physical, but it impacts the spiritual. It, it, it offers restoration for our souls. And that's huge for us to walk out of here with today because you see, there's not really true rest until our soul is satisfied in Christ Jesus. Rest is not going to come from just 10 hours of sleep. Rest and peace, the kind of rest that contributes to peace in our life, has got to come from deep within us. And so here we, we see the words of Jesus, and this is what he says in verse 29. He says, take my yoke upon you. He says, learn from me. And then look at what he says at the end of this verse. He says, and you will find rest, not for your bodies, not for your physical well-being and your health. He says, you will find rest for what? For your soul. For your soul. And so here Jesus is really revealing something huge to us as he speaks this truth into our life. Let me explain what kind of rest that you can find only in Christ Jesus. First of all, we are given a renewed calmness concerning our salvation. We are given a renewed calmness concerning our salvation. You know, as a pastor... Almost every single day, or excuse me, almost every single week, at least, every, at least once a week, I have a conversation with someone who is either questioning whether or not they're saved or not, or they're concerned over whether or not they can lose their salvation or not. I mean, all the time we're having conversations with that, and I get that, I, get, I understand it, I mean, I've, I've questioned my salvation before too. I, I get that, that we, we find ourselves sort of, as we live life, sort of questioning or having doubts, much like John the Baptist did, finding ourselves in situations that sort of weigh heavily upon us and, and our emotions, and we feel the weight and the burden of the things that are happening all around us, and, and it just causes us to question not just those two things, but many things in our life. And so I get it. But almost on a weekly basis, I have people who, who feel that way. That they, they wonder if they're even saved. But let me show you what rest can do for us. The kind of rest that can only come from Christ. The kind of rest that gives us a renewed comfort concerning our salvation. In Romans 5, 1, it says this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, what do we have? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. There's no, there's no wrestling with it, trying to understand it, doubting it. When, when there's true rest in our life, we have peace with God concerning our salvation. And in, in John uh, 10, 28, he says this, he says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish 
and no one will snatch them out of my hand. You know what rest in Christ will do for us? It allows us to continue believing that. Christ saved us while we were yet still sinners. So why would sin be a reason for Christ to take away our salvation? Why would it be? You see, there's, the Scriptures tell us that there's therefore now no condemnation for Christ. And if He would save us in our sin, then despite the fact that we still struggle with sin, He's not going to remove that salvation from us when He gave it to us in the midst of our sin. The reality is we should be comforted by the presence of Christ in our life, knowing that He cares deeply for us. And because He cares deeply for us, He wants to give us rest and a peace and an assurance that we are saved and that nothing will ever take that away from us. That's what resting at the feet of Jesus can do for us. Here's another one. We are also given a renewed stillness concerning our spiritual future. We are given a renewed stillness concerning our spiritual future. I love the fact that over and over and over and over throughout the Scriptures that Jesus constantly speaks of our future and the, and the fact that, that He is taking care of us, that His promises are ones that last forever. I love that. As we read through scriptures, we see the promises of God in our life. We see that there, there is an eternalness there. That, that, it, that The promises last forever. We, we don't have to worry about whether or not today God is having a good day or a bad day and he's not going to hold his promises. He's not going to keep them. We can trust in his faithfulness to his promises and therefore we can trust in him concerning our future. And so, sitting at the feet of Jesus, it gives us this. I love what John 6 teaches us. In John 6, 35 through 37, it says this. Jesus says this. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life, he says. Whoever comes to me, there's that invitation again to come to Jesus. Whoever comes to me, Jesus says, whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Now, obviously, he's speaking spiritually here once again, but he says, I am the bread of life. This is what Jesus reveals to us. He says, I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me, just like he's using that same terminology, he says, come to me, I will give you rest. One of the things that we begin to realize is the reality that, that when we come to him, we will never hunger nor thirst. We will never desire anything other than him. He says in verse 36, But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. And then in verse 37, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, there it is again, comes to me, I will never cast out. Jesus says, If you come to me, you will not hunger. You will not thirst. You never be cast out. That's speaking into our future. That's Jesus speaking into the days that exist in front of us, not behind us. Jesus is, is saying, I will take care of you. And I don't know about you. 
But I find great comfort in hearing that Jesus says that He will take care of me for the rest of my life. I'm thankful for that truth. Finally, when we sit at the feet of Jesus, when we sit at the feet of Jesus, when we come to Him to find rest, one of the things that we realize is that we are given a renewed strength for our journey. I love how the Bible describes that we are all walking or journeying together with Christ. We are sojourners. We're on this journey with God. And the Bible describes that all through the Scriptures, that we are journeying with God. But what we know, the reality of our life, is that life is hard. Life is hard. Life is very difficult. There are a lot of things in our life that cause so much pain and stress and anxiety and fear. There's so much in our life that just at times causes us to wonder if it's any, even worth it. And what I love about the Word of God is it teaches us about us being on this, this spiritual journey, if you will, in this thing called life, is that God is able to give us the strength to take our journey. I don't know if any of you can relate to this or not. But there was a time in my life where I was so depressed. There was a time in my life where I was so discouraged that I really just did not want to keep going. There was a time in my life where life just seemed to be too much and I wondered if life was even worth it. There was a time in my life when I really struggled and I just I didn't know if I just wanted to keep going or not. Over 20 years ago, I was so depressed that I often found myself just weeping for hours upon hours. But let me tell you this. Listen to me. Jesus rescued me. Jesus rescued me. Jesus said to me over 20 years ago, He says, David, come to me and I will give you rest. My response wasn't immediate. It wasn't like, okay, God, I just trust you. Here's my life. I'll give it to you. You see, I was very skeptic. I was a skeptic. I wasn't sure if this was a, a promise or something that was just going to be broken or maybe it was temporary. It may not be permanent. I didn't know, but I, I felt as though God was saying to me, in this place in my life, a place where I was in pure misery and I hated my life and I didn't know if I even wanted to live again, Jesus said to me, come to me. If you'll just come to me, I will give you rest. And I heard these words. And I felt as though I had no other choice because I was so weary there was nothing else to do. And I came to Him. And Jesus Christ, He rescued 
me. Can I just say this to you this morning? I don't know how tired you are. I don't know how weary you are. I don't know what you're going through on a very personal level. I don't know the burdens that you feel of this world. I don't know the struggles that you may have with sin. But I do know this, that the words that Jesus had for me are the same words that Jesus has for you. That Jesus says to you this morning, what Jesus is saying to you this morning, what Jesus is promising to you this morning is that if you will turn to Him, if you will come to Him, if you will come to Him, His Word is good. And He is faithful. And He will never let you down. And in the same way that Jesus rescued me and gave me rest, and that rest contributed to my peace, Jesus will give you rest and He will restore your life and He can give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what Jesus can do for you. How many of you would testify with me on that truth? That Jesus offers that and so much more. And so much more. And some of you have walked in here and you're pretending that life isn't hard. And some of you have walked in here and you're pretending that life is, is easy because you look around and it seems like everybody else has their life together. You look at the relationships of others and you compare your relationship and yours doesn't look as good as theirs. And some of you have come in here and you're weary with life and you need rest more than anything else. You need restoration, not just physically, but spiritually. You are at a place in your life where you need Jesus to rescue you as well because life seems to be nothing more than a struggle. And Jesus is saying to you, come to me. You see, 20 years ago, as a broken man, as a pathetic man, as a fearful man, I ran into the arms of Jesus. And He changed my life. He changed my life. Isaiah 40, 31 confirms the truth that I just spoke, that we, we are given a renewed strength to our journey when He says this. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, be, they shall mount up with wings like eagle, and they shall run, and look at this, and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This morning, if Jesus is saying to you, Come to me and I will give you rest. Then your greatest response this morning is to run into the arms of Jesus. Let us all run into the arms of Jesus that we may find rest and we may find peace like we've never known before. I'm going to pray and then you respond. However you feel led, this altar is open. Our pastors are down front. I'm here. If you want to pray with us, if we want us to pray with you, we are here to continue ministering to you this morning. But let none of us walk out of here today knowing the struggles that we deal with on a daily basis. Let none of us walk out of this room today without first running 
into the arms of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. And thank you, God, for the opportunity you give us every moment of our life to respond to you. Thank you for wooing us with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for drawing us near. Thank you for continually reminding us, God, that that you care for us. Thank you for remaining there for us with open arms that God, when we need you, we can run into those arms and find rest and peace and restoration even for our very souls. Father, I pray for each and every one of us here today. God, that as we contemplate on what your word is teaching us, Lord, that we would not stay hidden behind this veil of make-believe. God, we would acknowledge the, the reality that, God, we are dealing with stuff with, that is so heavy in our life and recognizing, Lord, that your burden is light. Knowing, God, that you promise through Christ Jesus to partner with us, to walk with us, to carry us, if, if necessary, God, to a place of rest and peace. That in the end, we may bring glory to you. That we would all be able to say, I was at a place where I needed Jesus in my life and He rescued me. God, may we all live for Your glory. Lord, we love You. We praise You. We acknowledge You. And we continue to worship You in the name of Jesus. Amen.